This is Barry Jones. Thank you for your interest in my novella. The story begins as two teenage boys, Gareth Jenkins and his friend Victor, explore a centuries-old lead mine atop a steep hill overlooking the northern coast of Wales. It was a particularly hazardous, foolish escapade. But, you know, teenage boys. But this mine was made more dangerous as it had a vertical shaft about twelve feet deep, essentially blocking the mine's horizontal tunnel. So let me pick up the story right there. And this is Gareth Jenkins speaking. We switched on our flashlights and entered the cave. And then I noticed that Victor's light was somewhat dim, and I realized that I foolishly had forgotten to change the batteries. Though my flashlight was fairly new and should be adequate for both of us. It was wetter than before and the pools and puddles more extensive, and the walls even slimier. I nattered back and forth to keep Victor's spirits up, and downplayed the upcoming dangers of the vertical shaft. When we reached the shaft, I told him to sit on the edge stones and shuffled his way on his backside to the continuing tunnel on the opposite side. He clearly was a little shaken, but followed my instructions as he sat down and made his way around. He had no difficulty whatsoever in bounding up on the opposite side. I then led on through the mud puddles to a final large cavern. I was proud of that portion of the cave, and I swung my flashlight around to show how expansive it was, and promptly smashed my light against an overhanging rock. Immediately the illumination level dropped dramatically. I inspected the damaged piece using Victor's now even dimmer light. It was no good, totally useless in fact. The bulb was broken and I did not have a spare. We would have to rely on Victor's flashlight. I was still the leader, and Victor handed me our only source of hope. The light progressively dimmed so much that as we made our way back, we could virtually see nothing beyond a few feet. My nattering stopped as I became more and more concerned about the shaft that was somewhere ahead of us. I finally became so anxious that I would inadvertently stumble into it that I resorted to crawling, crawling through that bitterly cold mud. After what seemed like an age, I saw the shaft dimly illuminated ahead of me. For some reason, a reason that now escapes me, I handed Victor the flashlight and sat on the edge stones. I slowly made my way around and was soon in total darkness. The flashlight in Victor's hand looked like a pinprick, even though it was just a few yards behind me. Victor followed onto the stones and edged his way after me. After several minutes, I judged that I was at the beginning of the opening of the passage on the opposite side of the shaft. I leant back to adjust my balance to allow me to pivot out of my seated position and to swing up my knee. To my horror, I promptly hit against a solid wall, one that should not have been there. The blow forced me back over that vertical drop, and as I teetered over the edge, desperately striving to regain my precarious balance, I heard an urgent call. Gareth, you've gone too far. The passage, it's here, it's here. Chillingly, I realized that I had progressed beyond the halfway point and now did face a side wall. 
but the call did little to either calm my growing panic or restore my balance. Furiously I scratched, nay clawed at the rock face, seeking a finger hold, anything, anything to save myself. But my fingers slipped through that slimy ooze. And again Victor called, more a shriek this time, more of a scream, Gareth! It was of no avail. I joined in the scream and fell. Gareth does survive, but finds the base of the shaft lit by a strange blue light. It was a discovery that had major implications, but you'll have to listen to the rest of the book to learn of those.